0: okay hello everyone and welcome to the show
1: oh, you mean welcome to a terrible cheesy 70s dj hey <laughs> <that> was pretty <laughs> good. clearly i've been gone too long because suddenly <laughs> you sound oh
0: no that's a good dj voice
1: okay well I, i'm nailing it whatever there's a reason we're here there's a reason we're cutting in again and uh, shall we share with them what's been going on?
0: Yeah, so we've got a little behind the scenes for you. So, hey, look, we're expanding Unforget Yourself Productions. And we've crumbs, we've invited guest hosts to bring a different voice, different perspectives to these conversations.
1: Yeah, and because we're all about behind the scenes, um, we're filling you in on what this is. Uh, Unforget Yourself was never meant to be about... Mark and Katie, just about us. Um, our intent has been to bring in more people. So, with that said, <laughs> this episode is actually a sneak peek of this.
0: Now, there will be an Interviews Edition podcast coming separately. Ah, oh, it's going to be a fantastic launch. But right now, we've got a little taster for you, a little teaser. So, please enjoy our guest host and guest interviewers and guest, guest guests.
1: L- lots of guests. Yes. Guest
0: guests. Fantastic. <laughs> enjoy. Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie.
1: Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, (gasps) so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do.
0: Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough with vulnerability and with humor. Mm -hmm. We'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone.
1: You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's... You. You are the
2: most important asset in your business.
0: Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show.
2: Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today we have with us Robert Tyre, founder of the Four People FX Portfolio Management Service, with the aim of taking on the traditional banking system, breaking the brainwashing, and shining a light in the shadows. Robert is up against a well-established system. He's overcome exhaustion from being overwhelmed, but determined to succeed no matter what. Robert, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
2: You're most welcome. Let's jump straight into it. Could you expand a little bit more about where you are today and the kind of people you love working with?
3: Uh, well, right now, uh, we're presently still a very small company um, because we are we focus more on obtaining quality clients um, with respect to them being good people um, and just searching for something different that they either knew existed but weren't sure where to look or didn't know about it at all and just wanted something better. Um, we are presently at 52 Clients. We're hoping to grow that. Um, I mean, exponentially would be nicely, but there's certain limitations that we have at the moment. Um, but the type of people that um, we want to work with, like I said, honestly, good people, uh, as well as good people wanting to do good things. That's that's really all I want to work though, the type of clients that I want to work with.
2: So when these clients do come to you, you know what's what's one of the first things that you see time and time again? What's the sort of qualities they have or the personality or the money traits that you see.
3: Um, I don't really necessarily notice any specific money traits. Um, I'm more like we're, like we're having a conversation right now. Um, I'll, I'll quickly determine more often than not that you know if they're friendly, they're outgoing, we get to talking about you know where they're coming from, what they're up to themselves. As much as they're interviewing me, I'm interviewing them um, because it's, it's a two-way street. I get to choose to work with you. You get to choose to work with me. Um, so it's just nice to be able to sit down with them and have that discussion.
2: When you get uh, these these clients, is there any any client that you, you're you coming, where this is coming from? Because you've got these boundaries. You've got these clear boundaries with your clients. Was that coming from a place where you had a bad apple?
3: Um, I have said no to people before.
2: <laughs> say, Ooh, do say tell no me more. Me.
3: Yes, so certainly. Uh, so saying no for me is is very easy. I, I can quickly determine whether or not you're the type of client that I want to work with, and that's that's important, not just in my business, but in any business. Um, it's it, if I perceive you in our conversation, you, you know, there's certain cues that can come up here and there. But if you're the type of person that's not say, used to say hearing the word no, um, that's a pretty clear indication you're not the type of person that I want to work with. Um, the, probably the loudest resounding one, uh, indication that I don't want to work with you. Um, but really it's, it's over the course of the conversation, like I said, where I get to know you and what you're about that will guide me in saying, yes, I want to work with you.
2: So it's not just about the, the, the deep pockets, the, the money in the bank.
3: Not about the money, honey. I don't care what you have in the bank. Uh, you could have, you know, $2 in the bank uh, and be a good person. And I want to work with you. You could have, you know, $10 million. I don't have any of those clients yet, but if uh, you could have $10 million in the bank and I want to work with you, or alternatively, you could have, you know, $10 million in the bank and in, you know, not a nice person. I'll be nice about it. You'd be not a nice person. And I, I don't, I don't care what you have in the bank.
2: How do you serve your clients? Like, it, like, how do you serve them? Do they come to you? They're like, Hey, you know, I want to grow, I want to grow my wealth. What's some of the things that you 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 help them to overcome? Maybe it's just choosing the the right way forward, or is it also like the mindset that they have?
3: Um, a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Um, I, I find with a lot of people that I help. Um, they they grew up in that very traditional uh, backstory of money where you work hard for your money you know you put in more hours you make more you save it in whatever traditional savings vehicle um, that was instilled in you um, or or whatever vehicle that you are now currently working in um, it's I I do it that way and then on the practical side of things obviously we're a portfolio management company so we're we're investing our client funds and helping them achieve returns that sound ludicrous to them um, because of you know, the brainwashing of the traditional system, but I'm showing them in a systematic way, this is exactly how you achieve these types of returns. Like for example, if, uh, if I have a prospective customer, and I've had two of them, um, I told them, look, if you wanna see exactly how I do what I do, let's hop live on a Zoom call. I'll show you exactly how I do what I do um, so that you can see for yourself. And that's, I think that's one of the key things that really separates me from the rest um, because I have that transparency. Whereas, you know, a lot of places, they, they, you know, you won't have someone say, Hey, let's hop on a Zoom call and I can show you a live trade. They, they, I haven't, I haven't come across
2: that myself, uh, other than doing it myself. Do you feel that that attracts authenticity? So not only they, they feel they can trust you, right? The know, like, and trust, but also, you know, because we're talking, Money here. We're talking emotions, and it could be a large amount of money. Maybe they've got a specific goal that they're saving for, so it's precious to them. What is it about them that decides to go with you ultimately?
3: Um, it's hard to nail down one specific thing. I think it's a combination of a few different things. Um, obviously one of them, yes, the transparency is huge because you know, uh, in a lot of things, seeing is believing. Um, and I show that to them. Uh, but I think in another, in another sense that in the course of the conversation that we're having, I'm telling them about not just my business life, but also my personal life as well. Um, they can see that I'm coming from a genuine place of wanting to serve people, um, regardless of what their bank account looks like.
2: Fantastic. Okay, it sounds wonderful, but let's jump behind the scenes. With your business, you know what was it like when you first got started? What was that moment, that pinnacle moment that you're like, just damn it, I'm gonna go all in? What was that moment? I that so I, I funny
3: enough, I was driving taxi uh, for a living at the time. This was back in 2020. Um, to, for a bit of proper context, I, I I wasn't working in the retail banking system for the better part of a decade. Uh, And I've been trading since 2007. So I I more or less did it as a hobby for a bunch of the years and had some successes, more failures. Um, But really, when I met my mentor back in 2016, um, that really gave me the foundation, uh, apart from the financial courses and my accounting background, um, that really gave me the foundation to be able to achieve the kind of results that I'm achieving now. So when I started the company, it was like, a yes, I know I need to do this. Um, but I still, even with the amount of knowledge that I had at the time, there was still a lot of learning I had to do because I'm human. I will never know everything, nor would I think I'd be able to handle knowing everything. Um, so that's uh, that. That was the initial like, okay, I'm up against a giant here, um, but this needs to be done. So let's get it going.
2: So you're coming from a like it's like a technical background, but growing a business is more than just the that the actual doing, it was it's all about the sales, the marketing, hiring team members. It's, What's that journey been like for you? What was something that you were just like, oh, I don't want to do that, but I know I have to. I
3: i mean, I, I fell into the, the trap a lot of uh, entrepreneurs fall in, at, especially at the beginning. Um, and I didn't want to give up control of my business. Like this is my baby. I want to be able to handle everything. But I I wouldn't say quickly realized, but um, I've, over the course of time, realized that, you know, I'm not able to do it all on my own just because there's so many different areas that demand attention. And rightfully so, um, because we have to make sure everything's done by the book. Um, but it was just, you know, working through my own personal issues of giving up my parts of my baby to be handled by somebody else. I think that was one of the biggest struggles that I had, especially
2: early on. Why was it a struggle? Because it was, it, I guess, being your baby, right? It's about letting go, but you're like nervous because, because of why? Is it because you don't maybe a trust is not the right word, but you don't have the confidence that the person who you're delegating to can do the job as well as you?
3: Yes, that I mean, that's exactly it. Which is kind of ironic because, in the, the bits of my business that I had to allow someone else to handle. I'm a fairly smart guy. I can, I can suss out who would be good at what. Um, So I was wrestling between that and wanting to give it up because of that
2: confidence piece. What changed? What changed that you were just like, you've got to trust the process. What was that moment? Can you remember?
3: Ultimately it boiled down to if I'm going to grow this, I need help. I, I want to be able to serve people and I can't do that if I'm burning myself out trying to do everything.
2: Yeah. You did mention the overwhelm took us through that journey. Like, you know, the audience listening, they all go through the ups and downs of this entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, in those dark moments, those feelings of overwhelmed, you know, you could just walk away. You could just say, you know what, I've done it, but you kept going. Why?
3: Uh, perseverance for one thing. Uh, I have I, in in a lot of areas of my life, I have the I'm not gonna quit um, because I can figure things out um And when it come down to it and wanting to serve people, um it was the you know, this is this is I, I know what my purpose is and what my mission is. I'm very I'm, I'm acutely aware of what it is. Um, and I'm not going to give up on that because if I'm not, you know, living within my values, then I'm out of alignment. And when you're living in your alignment, because you're living out your values, um, you can accomplish incredible things. Not just on the personal side aspect of things, but also on the business side.
2: I hear you're saying this regularly, like purpose, mission, values. Yep. If you did walk away, would you have guilt that you're leaving your clients in the lurch? Um, I mean, yes, is the short
3: answer. Um, the, the expanded answer around it is uh, because I was wanting to start out serving people, I've been given the gifts that I've been given. And if I'm not using them effectively, what's the point in having them? Uh, because realistically, I could sit back and, and you know do my wealth manager, my portfolio management on my own for my own personal funds or, and, and also my wife's too and our combined ones. But that wouldn't—I wouldn't be living in alignment with my values.
2: Let's fast forward to today. What is the main focus for you right now?
3: There's a few. (laughs) So (laughs) one of them uh, is is growing my business in in a meaningful way, and what I mean by that is, I would rather spend nothing on marketing, which I've done to this point, and grow organically through word of mouth, because I believe that there is power in when someone else advertises your business for you, without them, you know, being incentivized, they're advertising it because they have genuinely had a fantastic experience. And I make sure that each and every one of my clients has that experience? I like I come constantly checking in with them. I mean, not every day, but at least on a monthly basis, I'm checking in um, to see to see if there's you know any areas where we could improve on. If they they have one of the things that I actively do is I encourage my customers, whether you think you have a silly question or not. I've been there, I've done that, I've heard it all. Ask your question because without asking the question you're not going to have our understanding. And I never want you to be able to, uh, I never want you to have to guess anything because if you have that understanding, there's no guesswork.
2: Fantastic. With your progression, yeah. what would you say was the best help or best advice that you received? You mentioned earlier a mentor. Um, was this a, a, a person in your life? Was this the, the key figure that helped guide you through this? Is this person still helping you today?
3: Um so he, up until I met him um he wasn't in my life whatsoever. Um I, I found him because I randomly commented on a Facebook post one day
2: oh, and media.
3: Uh, he, yeah, it's social it's it's great in a lot of aspects. Um uh, not so great in some areas but that's a different conversation. Um once I made that comment he reached out we connected he was became such a central figure in my success. Um, because he just taught me an, a very outside of the box way of looking at things that serves me right up to this day and will so will do going forward. Beyond him, um, there I mean, it, it's cliche to say, but there was a lot of family um, that played a central role in my development as a person. Um, the The one key figure in my life um, was my dad's dad, my grandpa. Uh, he and I had spent a lot of time together, and uh, he unfortunately passed away in 2014. But um, mm. he instilled that ethic in me to not give up and pursue your passions. Um, uh, my parents have as well, and they're they're another central figure um, because they're both. Uh, uh, well, my mom, well, yeah, they were both entrepreneurs themselves, but um, they were very very key in my uh, as personal establishment.
2: So you've got the, the entrepreneurial spirit from your parents. So it's in the yep. blood, right? And you've got the, the, the work ethic of a generation. I think they call them the silent generation, right? The ones that yep. went through the depression <laughs> and the war. They just had that tough dog mentality that we're just gonna get through. Yep. But what happens if it doesn't? Do you ever find in those moments that you're like, ah, oh, you know, I wish, you know, these people were here now, right? And in this moment, to help ask them, is there any time that you're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live up to their standard. Because it seems like, you know, you've put them on a pedestal, like they've given you yeah. so much grounding. And do you feel like that you could, you know, fail them?
3: Um. See, here's the thing. You can't be afraid to fail, um, especially as an entrepreneur, you're going to have failures. Um, it's inevitable. It's it's the same thing with the, the with the trading that I do. They're going to be losing trades, but as long as you can comfortably, well, maybe not comfortably, but as long as you can sit back and say, "Okay, I accept these failures here. What's the lesson in the failure so that I can learn what not to do going forward, or you know what I can eliminate um, from you know ever happening again."
2: With moving your business forward, you know what do you enjoy doing and what do you, what do you hate doing?
3: Love trading, love talking to potential customers, as well as current customers hate the backend admin stuff. (laughs) Oh,
2: why, why do you hate it? What is it about the admin that just rattles you a little bit?
3: Uh, Mundane. Uh, It's the same documents. Um, that have to be produced every month or quarterly. Um, it's just, it. I would, it, it's like trying to uh, uh, scoop my eyeball out with a rusty spoon. I, I, I would rather do that than have to do all the back-end paperwork of it. I would rather, you know, be doing some trading in the morning, be talking to a prospective customer or a current client in the afternoon.
2: Is this why you want to sort of like change the industry? You want to like modernize the industry a little bit?
3: Um, Not necessarily. I mean, in a way, modernize. yes. Um, uh, I just want the the traditional system, as I alluded to before, is completely broken. Um, It's not, it's profits focused as opposed to customer focused. Um, And that's not just true in the banking world, but, you know, money, 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 I realize makes the world run uh, and can buy some incredibly cool things and experiences. But at the end of the day, if, you know, you, you have to have people to be able to generate that 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 money. Whether it's, I mean, the argument could be made where, especially in the trading world, you know, you're going to have a robot do the trading for you. Well, sure, yeah, but you still require people to, you know, develop the coding, make sure it's maintained properly. You need the people to be able to generate the profits.
2: Do you see any threats with the current, you know, This year, it's all about AI, isn't it? I think even last year, right? So do you fear that what you do could disappear?
3: No, no. I even, and I've had this question before, um, more so in the last, I would say about year with the whole uh, advancement of central bank digital currencies. um, I, I don't foresee what I do going away anytime soon, if ever. Um, it'll just, you know, like a lot of things, it will just, you know, uh, advance or adapt or insert whatever word you want, but those are the, it'll change. Uh, I just don't know what it will specifically look like.
2: So it will always be people doing business with people, yep. which comes back to your core values, working and serving, as you've mentioned, serving your clients, on that level, I mean, they don't want to talk to a bot. or well, maybe they do, but most of us like to talk to a yeah. human being, right? It's getting harder and harder to talk to a human being when you're wanting to just yep. ask some advice or, you know? So I guess the thing is now is where's, where, where's the big vision? What's the bigger picture for you?
3: The bigger picture for me is ultimately opening up a bank in Canada and then expanding it worldwide.
2: Wow, that's just... Uh... It's just something you do every day, isn't it? Yeah. What? Tell <laughs> yeah. me. I'm like, I, you know, I'm just so curious here. Why? Why do you want to open up a bank? What specifically you're trying to to achieve with
3: that? Honestly, I'm just trying to, you know, not mend the traditional banking system. I'm trying to create an entirely new customer focused one. Um, you know, it, going, it, it. I'm trying to get back to the days where. You know, in the in the early early days of banking, you 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 know you may have had a really good relationship with your local bank manager. Uh, just um, involving the human component uh, and truly giving a shit about people—that's um, that's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, it's I mean, it's an uphill task. It's it's not a well, let's do this on a Tuesday afternoon and we'll crank it out <laughs> over the course of a few hours. It's a little bit more involved than that, rightfully so, but. That's uh, ultimately that's what I'm trying to get to.
2: What do you think is? I don't want to say stopping you, but what do you think could stop you from achieving that goal? Lobbyists, um, money. Um,
3: you know, I, as aware as I am personally, um, you know, there are things that could, personal issues that could creep up, creep up in my in my psyche that. Might prevent me from, you know, operating at the level that I know I can operate at, um, because again, uh, I'm human. Uh, I'm not a robot, uh, mm. despite what I may look like when I'm trading. But uh, that's a different story. Um, there, there's, about- there's so many different. There's so many different things that could affect um, this overall success of it, but
2: those those would be the main ones. So how how do you prepare yourself for that? Because you are, I mean, to open a bank, a national bank, and then take it international, that's a different level, right? Yep. What do you think it's going to take for you personally? What are you going to have to change within yourself to, to rise up, to really take on that super CEO level?
3: Um, well, that's the thing. I have no desire to be the CEO. <laughs> I, I would I would be perfectly content to just focus on trading and talking to, to current clients as well as prospective clients. Um, for me, it'll be a simple matter of identifying uh, and assembling the right team, which will ultimately, you know, assemble an even bigger team to be able to accomplish all the tasks that we need to accomplish. That'll be one of the biggest challenges um, because you know, I can have those conversations with people that are looking to become a part of the team, but the ones that truly care about people and believe in the mission that I'm on, those are the people that um, I want to not only work with, but those are the types of people that I want to, you know, associate with and the friends level, um, if if you want to call it that too. Um, I think that'll be the biggest challenge because I, I do know that there are a lot of people that actually care about humanity. Um, not everyone in that realm would be able to work in the environment that I'm in. Um, it'll take a special type of person to be able to do that, but ultimately I'll find them. Um,
2: it's just a matter of time. What, when you're looking for that talent, when you're looking for the people to help you, what's one of the core values? I mean, I know you've talked about values, but it's not always easy, right? To find someone who just gets you. But if you could just choose one thing, one skill or personality trait that you just really, really want to attract, what would that be? Integrity. Integrity. Yep. Because the industry is, there's a lot of mistrust. Is that what you're saying? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and by a little, I mean that there's a
3: lot. Um a, I haven't had one person that I've spoken to about the the traditional banking system tell me that um, they completely trust their their institution um there there's always something and it'll be a different issue with with everyone, but there's always something. and with what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break that. I want to be the first institution where you can genuinely say we trust them completely.
2: Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to your story and you've got big ambitions and I wish you all the very best in your success. Thank you. It's been absolutely fantastic hearing the behind the scenes and understanding that once again, it comes back to that human element to attract clients, to attract people to work with and ultimately give good in this world. So to the people listening, how can they learn more about the work you're doing and where can they find you? Um, Social media at the moment,
3: um, uh, as well as our website, should be live uh, very shortly. Um, We just had to make a few modifications to satisfy, again, regulators. Um, So on social media, you can Instagram. uh, I'm at rob.tyrer, T-Y-R-E-R. Uh, Facebook is the same. Uh, Those are the two platforms that I'm on. on, on, uh, I have it. I'm horrible at posting. Um, But I'm also on TikTok as well on um, uh, uh, For The People fx Inc.
2: Okay, everyone, go check it out. And once again, thank you so much. It's been amazing.
3: Amazing, thank you for having me.
2: You're welcome.
0: Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Wanna do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end.
1: Yay, you.
0: So what happens next?